0: good evening dandies welcome to undetained
1: the podcast I've well i've no. lost faith in southwestern missouri anyway oh yeah yeah i would never
2: lose it. faith in missouri i love missouri i love my state our governor's a moron yeah, you know, hey, yeah. politics—it uh, it could not be any redder in this state. I mean, come on, please.
1: I'm Missourian too, and yeah, where John and I hail from in Missouri, it's
2: bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're we're overrun by Trump Republicans,
0: Trumpubican, Trump Ugh. Yeah. I just I'm wondering if they are going to split and just form a new party. I mean it wouldn't be the first time that it's happened in history. I mean, you know, no, you know no, like, no. like the formation of the, the Bull Moose and and
1: you know others in situations yeah. where they just abandon their platform. That could be Trump's ultimate contribution to humanity is that he split up the GOP.
2: I think he's going to break off and try to start his own party so he'll run again and all his little acolytes will love him.
1: Yeah. That's great. Do it. That's exactly what he'll
2: do. Yeah. He'll get laughed out of the fucking country. Maybe yeah. a Russia and hang out with Putin for a while.
0: Well, it's a great way to split the vote, you know, so they'll lose entirely as yeah. if he just starts his own party. Yeah, split um, the
2: party up into two different parties and then that those votes will be all screwed up and then every, whoever is decent will get the votes, hopefully. Right,
1: right. Well, I think I think the moderate Contest is already over. Mm. Uh, the, I, the moderates are fed up too. I know mean, we were just talking about how fed up we are with all this. shit The right. moderates are looking at it, going, God damn it, really? Yeah. You people can't fucking put on a piece of cloth over your face, mm. really? People are dying, and you're gonna listen to this, bullsh-?
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw a meme the other day. Remind me of that. It's got a dude in them full, like, you know, from Missouri, You know, deer hunters and shit. You know, he got all yeah. the camo on, all mm-hmm. that shit. And it's like, dude, can wear a full set of camo with deer piss all over I mean, him for 12 hours, but <laughs> can't wear a mask to go to Target.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, come on.
0: For 20 minutes. Yeah.
2: yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> put on a mask to go buy a pack of gum, but you can sit up in a tree with deer piss all over you for hours. Just get... Right. You know, but that's yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that's so confusing about it all and so confounding is is that the, the the worse it gets, the more they keep doubling down. Right. It's like, you know, I was just talking to my wife about this earlier. It's like, you think even like, okay, the Delta variant would be a really good excuse, you know, to back off a little bit and say, well, things have changed it's, uh, you know, maybe I'm rethinking things because this variant is new. You know, I mean, it gives them a good excuse anyway. Right. Be like, I wasn't wrong. It's just that the Delta variant is new. And, well, you know, I guess I'm going to go get vaccinated. No. I mean, it's not what they're doing
2: at no. all. You got those assholes now that are saying, look, the vaccine didn't work. Max didn't work. Blah, blah, blah. We can do what we want. Well, no. It's a virus and virus mutate and they change to survive, dude. That's how science works.
0: Yeah. And we won't name names, but I mean, it's funny how it, some of the conversations are changing. Like me and Matt were talking to somebody the other day who's conservative minded. And they were and the excuse now seemed to be, well, I mean, the virus is just going to do what it's going to do, man.
1: All you can do is have a good immune system.
0: Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not all you
1: can do. You no. know, get vaccinated against the fucking thing. Right. You
0: know, and there are options. You know, you can wear a mask and protect other people. Yes.
1: Right
2: why I wear, I mean, I've been vaccinated and that's why I wear a mask when I go out to the store. It's mostly to make the people around me feel comfortable. Sure. I respect people. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, yeah. and now and now, vaccinated people are spreading it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Even if they're not getting hit with the symptoms, they, they're still carrying it. Right. I,
2: I I know of at least two people now that have died that were vaccinated that have died from it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it's tricky. I mean, I've got uh, to... You know, I mean, somebody else. I still won't name names, but it's a touring musician. Right. I was talking about the other day. How you know they've got a young kid at home. You know they've got a baby at home. Right. Uh, So they had to postpone a show, and it was just like you know, yeah, obviously. I mean, if I can be a carrier, and he's vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. But I give it. You know, we spread it around without knowing because we won't feel the symptoms that we're vaccinated. And then they take his baby. Right. Takes it home to his baby, and you know. And this strain is hitting kids. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, yeah, and, and and I think really it it probably always could have. I think one of the biggest uh, um, kind of lines of bullshit that ever came out of it was, well, kids just aren't getting affected by it. Well, k- well, kids were home. <laughs> Kids were staying home, you know, even when the vaccine didn't exist, kids were staying home while parents were going out to the to the grocery stores, you know, they right. were going out to places to to run errands and shit like that. So, I mean, they avoided public, but now it's like, you know, they're the last ones left that aren't vaccinated. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like the, it's not like the fucking uh, virus is flying around carding people, you know? Yeah. I mean, we all have the same human biology. So like, oh, wait. You're under eighteen. Yeah. Oh, wait a
2: minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're ten years old. You can't I can't make you sick.
0: Right. (laughs) And
2: that isn't how science works. No. It's real, people.
1: It is. I will say, I will say I'm I'm seeing more people that have stood on the sidelines that have been kind of the the quiet ones that you suspected, maybe they were thinking, yeah, I think there's some bullshit here, but I grow, I live in, you know, rural Missouri. Right. So I can't be super vocal. Yeah. You know, or I'm afraid to be super vocal. And now they're starting to slowly kind of pop out and say, hey, guys, come
0: on. Yeah. This is not the hill we want to die on. Literally.
2: You know. This is not how I want to go. I don't want to know. I want to, you know. Do something like, hey, hold my beer. That's how I'll go. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> a little COVID virus. I hope not.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You know? so one of my favorite sayings, famous last words in the Ozarks, hey, y'all, watch this. Watch
2: mm-hmm. this. I that the other day. I told, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm either going to die saying, hold my beer, or hey, man, watch this. I said
0: exactly that. <laughs> yep. Oh, maybe we can get that out of the way. Maybe we can get that out of the way. Shake it off.
1: Mm. Oh. Oh,
0: shake it off. Shake
2: it off. That's it. been hard, though.
0: Yeah. Mm. But, hey, who are we talking tonight?
2: Danny R. Phillips.
0: Danny R. Phillips. Man, we've been trying to work this out for a while. Yeah.
2: yeah it's my fault. I don't know how to work things.
0: Oh, it's all right. And then, you know, it, well, it's that and then go back and forth. Schedule conflicts and shit like that.
2: Right. I mean, we bump, we've bumped into it. Like, we've tried to do this for a minute.
0: Yeah, listener, just so you know, it's hard, man. It's hard, like, getting three or four people or five people or whatever, you know, together and on the same schedule and shit and the same night and the same thing. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's, difficult. it's
2: hard to get people on the same page sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't start a podcast. Don't start <laughs> no. no, I won't it say is. that.
2: <laughs> I've thought about it, but I don't know now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. It's
2: fun. It is it's fun. 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 it's not like maybe a hassle on occasion, but, you know, life is. Right, exactly. And I wouldn't discourage anybody, really.
1: No, it's Uh honestly, through all of this, it's been one of my main sanity keepers, as far as, you know, problematic as it can be sometimes. Right. It it keeps me going. It It gives me something to look forward to.
2: Well, I I just thought it would be a maybe a fun thing to do to pass the time. I mean, I've been interviewing people for over twenty years. I probably could do that. I could probably do that.
0: True. Sure. Be on yeah. the other side of it.
2: I've got all the stuff at home, so I just haven't done it yet.
0: Yeah, that's the big start, man. Just the the equipment, and it doesn't take much. But uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. And then just seeing if uh, you know you got a knack <laughs> for it, I suppose.
1: So we kind of touched on what you do for anybody that doesn't know that's listening. You want to kind of Mm -hmm. elaborate on that, who you
2: work for, what you do exactly. I have been a music journalist for over two decades now. Wow.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm.
2: I've seen a lot of wild shit. I've uh, interviewed a lot of wild people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, wrote for blurt magazine. Uh, who else? Tuning fork magazine. Perfect sound Forever. forever. Hybrid Magazine, um, The Reader in Omaha. I've read, read for them before. Uh, I don't know. A whole bunch. Yeah. A whole bunch of places. Enough places that I don't really remember them all at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Where are you hanging your hat right now? Right now, I've been dragging my feet a little bit on the writing part. I think I burnt myself out a little. Because, man, I was just I was writing like crazy. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh-huh. And then I started booking bands in here in St. Joe at one of the bars and I got real busy doing that. And then COVID happened and it kind of, well, you know, you a lot of people went into a depressive state, correct? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of didn't, you know, I kind of didn't do a whole lot, but I'm getting back into it. I'm working on something right now that's not music related, which is weird. I haven't written anything not music related for 20 years. Hmm. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. My main love is music. Yeah. I will get back to that. I just, there isn't really anything that I've found that's worth writing about right now.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, especially if that is your main love, cause it's all been put on pause for so yeah. long or else people are, you know, are just working behind the scenes on things, you know,
2: or the, or the music that's being released now is basically a ringtone quality. Right. Like, give me give me three minutes of a boom, 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 and then I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm a music critic. I mean, critic is in the title.
1: I'm fine. I'm still finding stuff I like right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Matt says, I there's plenty out there. I think that is good. I mean, even if it's going up on SoundCloud or 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 anything else, or it's self produced or indie, but it's a there is a lot of shit to wade through. Right. But yeah, you know, we've been turned on to some pretty good stuff. It's just you know, yeah. it's, it's it's where, it's where you want to dig. It's you know, where you look. But uh in like I've always said, it's like a, you know, we we created this giant pool um, right. with with internet availability and this uh you know ability to do everything on your own and, and do anything independently, not in need of a label. That to me, in some ways, says you know how much were the labels holding back a lot of musicians, right? However, like you say, since anybody can do it, or anybody can attempt to do it, right you know, um, the shallow end of the pool is uh, full of pea.:
2: yeah. right. <laughs> you know, right. pee that's been there for like a long time and really smells bad Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I, I feel like music is kind of going the way that it used to be, you know to date, to date myself. you know, I'm older, but back when we wanted to find something, we had to look for it. Yeah, or you had to, or you knew a guy that knew a guy that could make you a tape. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. that's how we did it. That's how you know. That's how I grew up listening to punk rock records. Man, my friend would make copies of them for me and bring them to school for me, and just bring me a cassette every every once a week or something. Sure, I, mean, I had no access to that stuff, and we had no internet.
1: Well, I can't. It's it's hard for me to imagine now not having internet for that because it's become such I, I'm daily. Daily. Way more than daily. Hourly almost. All right, I'm listening to something off the internet. Uh-huh.
2: I remember when it was a big day when my mom got a, the uh, 16-foot cord for the phone in the kitchen. <laughs> right. Yeah. That means she could stretch it out farther and smack you if you were annoying her on the phone. Right. Your privacy was maybe you could go around the corner.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I just maybe. hope to God... Call me at, like, 3.15. My mom won't be home. Mom won't be home
2: 5. Give me a call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I wonder if we could ever go back to that. You yeah. know, like, if there was some post-apocalyptic scenario and, like, oh. there was no internet anymore. But it's like, okay, imagine we're reforming society, right? We no longer have to, like, scrounge and eat squirrels. But we're, like, reforming, you know, music. Could we go back to that? Could we go back to flyering? And... We, may
2: have to go, we might have to start back at zero again, man. You never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We could. I mean, I could go back. I wouldn't like it. Okay. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't like it, but you'd get used
1: to it after a while. I, You would. But, I mean, I think of all the things. Like, I remember most of my life I still survived without having a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. I could go from A to B. I I Sometimes I'd get a little lost, but I'd get my way there eventually. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have to have something telling me how to get there. I managed. Yeah,
2: I didn't have a cell phone to, like, my 30s.
1: Well, yeah, I was probably...
0: Mm, I had to get one for business back when I was contracting. I think I was about probably... Yeah, I was about 26, 27 before I, I got one. And
2: I was probably... Thirty two or three, yeah. I think I was twenty
1: nine. Yeah,
2: my kids finally made me get one.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was like a Nokia brick. You know, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't like they did anything. Well, my Just make calls. Was one of those slider
2: phone things. You know okay. Yeah, yeah. Where you had mm-hmm. to push the letter like two or three yeah. times to get a different letter to text.
0: Ew. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to explain that
2: to my daughter once she's like, that's insane.
0: <laughs> she's really? like why wouldn't why wouldn't you just,
2: just call each other then? It's like that's what I kept telling everybody. <laughs> just call me. my kids you know, up, but my, at least uh, my kids grew up knowing the beauty of vinyl albums. Yeah, they're back. They never went away for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what my daughter wants for her birthday. To say, uh it's a turntable. No, we've been going through and cataloging all my records and, well, all our records. I mean, you have. Oh, God. I don't know. It, uh, psh, I think we got up to about 120 different 45s, for one thing. Most of them were my wives. Yeah. On singles. And then, I don't know. Probably about, I'd say, nearly 100 LPs, somewhere around there. A lot of them hand-me-downs and stuff like that, though. I mean, just keeps growing. A lot of them are crap, you know, absolutely. But it's just, I never throw away a record, you know. I don't think I've ever ever sold a record or thrown away or anything like
1: that. It's like throwing away a book. I don't do that either. You should start like the the little uh, libraries for records. Set it out in your yard.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be all right if it wasn't too hot. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Plus, I don't see anybody refilling it, you know, like no. sharing Everybody would just, no, drink. no, I'd be like,
2: oh, <laughs> that'd be the end of the story. Yeah, you know. yep, you know. yeah. I had to buy new shelves because mine gave in. Uh, last time I counted, and these are the ones that I have to keep.
0: Mm.
2: Last time I looked, I had something like. 245s and probably 650 albums. That's a shit ton of records. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. I've been collecting Steady since I was 15 and I'm 46. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have twice as much, but I got divorced and sold half of them.
0: Well, Yeah. Back when I started collecting music, I was collecting CDs. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing. It's just I wasn't that. It was like you know, just right in that era to where it was like, oh man, you know, vinyl's out or whatever. And I collected a lot of CDs. I mean, I had right. hundreds and hundreds of those.
2: Oh yeah, I've got. I can't tell you how many CDs I've got. It's crazy. It's yeah. They're just in boxes now, just boxed up. I just can't get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a,
1: I've got a huge box of cassettes tucked away. Yeah. I've
0: lost practically all my cassettes.
1: And probably had about half of my
0: CD stolen at one point. So,
2: we've all had that problem. Yeah, people over have a party in your house and half your shit leaves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. LPs are harder to steal.
1: They
2: are.
0: Um, You don't put them in your car and take them around with you. Yeah. Uh, Shit like that. So they, yeah, they stay around.
1: Also, if you buy an LP at a concert, wait until the end of the show because that thing's a bitch to carry around. (laughs) Yeah,
2: <laughs> I oh i do that too i mean i've been yeah. known to go up to the merch guy and go hey i really don't want to carry this around but i will buy this can you stick that under the counter and they will do it yeah yeah you know yeah. Fact, we'll come back and buy this just put it there until mm-hmm. after the show because i don't want to break it
0: yeah i've done that I haven't you know haven't put my name on it so i'll mm-hmm. you know, pay for it go ahead and pay for it but
2: go pay for it stick a post-it on it and stick it under the counter right you know, yeah
0: most guys if they're cool we'll do that
2: that's where all bands get all their money from is the merch
0: yep yeah yeah that's what I keep telling people man get buy the merch buy the merch mm-hmm. keep them alive getting back to the bar you're referring to yeah. the rendezvous mm-hmm. right? right yep is that is that mostly who you promote for and stuff uh, or
2: any I, other i book mostly for the rendezvous but there's another bar here in town called magoons it's been mm-hmm. here for Years and years and years and years, the guy that owns that uh asked me to kind of help him book there too, so I'm kind of doing both right now right on but most of the rendezvous that's where my punk bands and harder stuff goes right like Magoon's is more like the uh uh i don't know like the country leaning stuff like alternative country stuff bluegrass things like that. that crowd likes that stuff better well the rendezvous likes you know the harder edge stuff punk. Hard rock, stuff like that. So, we can
1: definitely hook you up with some touring artists that would love to have a venue in this part of the country.
2: Do that, please. It's just the rendezvous. The the Begooms is really cool. They got a whole bunch of old stuff in there that's been there for years and years. I mean, that place has been open since like 1900 or some shit. Crazy. I mean, it's been forever. Yeah. And the (laughs) rendezvous has been open for, I don't know, almost 30 years. You know, and the (laughs) (laughs) rendezvous is just a, well, it's a punk rock bar. It's a little hole in the wall. Dark. Yeah. Hasn't changed since I started hanging out there in like 98.
0: Well, shit. I mean, you probably know most of the bands we do. I mean, I was looking at uh, just checking out our Facebook, like, uh, um, you know, mutual friends list earlier. It's like, holy shit. We know like 50 of the same people. Oh, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. not I... just like, not just like liked bands, but like, you know, a lot of people around.
2: Literally most of the people I know are musicians or in have something to do with music. Yeah, I've been around St. Joe for over 20 years and I've just wound up falling into it and I just hung and started hanging out with everybody and here I am
0: yeah well everybody we've talked to plays uh, you know around there has good things to say about you uh, your name's come up a couple of times the podcast I know it has oh cool, man
2: I try to be cool to everybody I try not to be a hassle I just make sure everybody's there on time yeah. when they're supposed to be and I don't cause any problems as long as you're there on time I'm fine
0: but we rarely talk to anybody who's on, like, the booking end. I mean, we've talked to a few, but, uh, you know. I've seen some good shows coming through there, though. Last year, I've you know, before everything went to shit.
2: Oh, man. Right. I tell you what. I was booking rendezvous, right? And I shit not. I looked at my calendar here when I was moving. I moved into a new place, and I found my old calendar. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday for six solid months. I had good bands booked before COVID. COVID happens, gone. Yeah. I had I didn't have to do anything for six months, man.
1: Mm. I
2: booked out. Huh. All I had to do was make sure these bands showed up. Yeah. And they were good bands too, like Creepy Jingles from you know Kansas City, Lawrence. Uh, Arson Class from Kansas City, great punk band.
1: Ah, uh, we we're we're tight with Arson Class.
2: Oh, Arson Class, mm-hmm. they're great dudes. Phil and Chris, are great yep. dudes nice super nice dudes great band
1: underrated band i I wish more people knew who they were yeah
2: very underrated and leaning more towards punk and less towards blink 182
1: yeah right.
2: yeah for sure well chris
1: is playing for red kate now too
2: oh shit yeah. really
1: yeah. yeah
2: i heard he, he... Uh, what was it desmond quit didn't he
1: yeah so chris is taking
2: over the reins on guitar K2. Mm-hmm. they played in St. Joe here a few times they played a suicide awareness benefit I put on a few years ago too they came to town and played for nothing well, they are fucking legit yeah, yeah they are yeah. I talked to Sean the lead dude and I talked to Desmond too and I was like You're, there's no money in this but this is suicide awareness and they're just like what time do we have to be there man
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Sean <laughs> is is. they don't care They they fucking run their own label they don't make any money off of it and they don't care
2: and Sight is a great label. They're putting good stuff out, man.
1: Yeah. I oh, mean, absolutely. Yeah. They,
2: you know. they really are.
0: And Sean, everything he does for like labor rights and everything else, you know, and and uh, you know, community involvement with that is uh, just incredible. He's got the time to do that, and you know, run the label and.
2: Solid guy, nice guy, genuine, just a real dude. Talks mm-hmm. the talk and he walks yeah.
1: the walk, and that's yeah. the deal. Right. Yeah. Love those guys.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like headlight rivals from Manhattan, Kansas. Oh they're, yeah, they're awesome. Yep. Those guys are great. I love when they come to town. We have a great time.
0: Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've not had a chance to see them yet, but we know Seven and uh, um, yeah, Seven even did a design for like a, our, uh our.
2: Yeah, we had him on, and yeah. yeah, he's a great artist. He's a good dude, and we, I mean. Not to go into a whole lot of details, but we we have a good time when he comes to town. When they all come down, all those guys like to have a good time. They, you know, like Eric, the lead singer. He's they've come and played like three times, and they like don't make a ton of money, but they come. And I said, "Why do you guys? You know, you're not making a whole lot of money. Why are you guys coming?" And Eric and Seb and Chris, all of them, are like, "Well, we just want to come to town and party with you, dude." <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: they do like yeah. to party. Yeah, that's why they come. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. look at the show like a practice, and they come to hang out with me.
0: Yeah, I won't forget uh, talking to Mark Hennessy about uh, Headlight Rivals, and he's like, he's like, has that happened to you yet? And I was like, has what happened to you <laughs> Has and Headlight, like, rivals, has happened headlight you? rivals happened to you yet? <laughs> happened? They happened they, uh... Yeah, because apparently when you go out and party with them, they happen to you. Have, have they? Your- yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's an event. It's like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna wind up in trouble, or at the very least, uh, really fucked up. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, the last time they came and played, it was around my birthday. Mm-hmm. Very first thing they did when they showed up was make sure I had a whole tray of shots. Yeah. <laughs> The very first thing they didn't even say hi, Danny. They just walked into the bar and made sure I had a gold <laughs> check dance. You're going to do all these? No. All uh, right. Odd. When I posted the
0: teaser uh tonight, the Matt thinks was going to jinx everything. James, jinx, jinx. Uh Yeah, seven was one of the first ones to to like it.
2: And Matt said it jinxed it, and then when I got ready to get on here, my damn phone wouldn't work. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> <Yeah>. Telling you, <ya. laughs> it's the gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hubris, hubris, I say. First. Shake my fist at the gods.
2: My girlfriend uh, says that a lot. Hubris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I agree. Try not to believe in jinxes. I don't know. Well, I don't I, know. I can't really think. I, I don't think there is a corresponding amount of data, though, to the number of drops we've had versus teasers we've had. Um, I think it's just hit and miss. You never know when a storm's gonna come through or you know, think about doing it on the internet. I'd love to have a studio, I'd love to have a huge budget where I can fly people in and-
2: it's, te- and it's technology too. So if technology can fucked up fuck up at the wrong time, it will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So did you guys ever have to shut down or anything during that shit or just
2: Um They yeah, they shut down for a while. I mean Saint Joe shut everything down yeah. right, for a while um they eventually opened back up i personally think everything opened up probably too soon but yeah you know
1: yeah that's most places i think
2: well people wanted to hurry up and go out to the bar that pressure yeah 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 Yeah.
0: hindsight's twenty twenty too, because i mean you know oh shit i'll be the first to admit when we were all vaccinated it's like woohoo it's over
2: yay I got my vaccine. It was like, you know, it was like just rolling down the street. No big deal. I could, yeah, it was before. And now people are dropping.
0: Right. Yep. The only hesitancy I had, even at that time was just saying, you know, oh, I'm just not used to getting out around people. What do I do? What do I, you know, mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind, I was thinking I'm safe. I'm fine. I'm
2: safe. Yeah, I'm me fine. too.
0: Yep, and then and the variants hit,
1: you know, and then it's like, oh, fuck. who knows? Right. And my kid, and oh my God, it's so he's so close to being 12. I know he, his birthday's in October. And uh, it's just like, Jesus, that is the longest wait for a birthday I have ever had. Yeah. yeah gotta hold on. You know, though,
0: man, I don't know. It's uh, probably shouldn't talk about it online. Not with, like anybody's going to listen to that particular part, but how would they know? You know, if you take him to like Walgreens or whatever, I mean, how would they know that he, cause he doesn't have a driver's license. You know what I mean? He doesn't have a passport. Right. Well, they give you a card. Yeah. And I just say he's 12. I mean, right. He pretty much is. I mean, he's been on the earth 12 oh, years. I see what
2: you're saying. Yeah. He's close <laughs> to 12 to gone
1: 12.
0: Yeah. Just say he is. I mean, it's like, you know, oopsie daisy. And then by the time he comes around for his second shot, he will be. So
1: I won't lie there. That conversation has been had. <laughs>
0: I just read this thing online where, like, a, a whole bunch of, uh, I guess, a, a shipment of these cards, these fake vaccination cards, got uh, uh, interrupted uh, by uh, customs here in the U.S. that were being shipped Jesus from China. Christ, yeah, that said like fake CDC on the top, and they looked like fake. Yeah, they're fake, but they look just like vaccination cards.
2: Dude, it's easier to mm-hmm. go get the fucking vaccination now. No about- shit, that's what I. Oh been my saying. god, it's easier to go to your doctor and get shot.
0: Yeah, go to fucking the grocery store. The gro- yeah. it's That's that's where we went for my daughter's second shot. We went to the fucking grocery store, and it's like, okay, I'm going to grab some Doritos and a vaccine. And the amount of vaccines I saw in that cooler pissed me off. Mm. Just the fact that they, they weren't being utilized, you know? And, uh, oh,
1: my God. Yeah, I've talked about this before. Just our hometown, West Plains. Mm -hmm. just some of the news that you'll see coming out of that specific town really just tells you what's going on Uh like for instance the the main clinic in town like the big medical center had to put out an email like a blast like we got 50 people vaccinated the other day like that was a huge (laughs) deal and they they were like this is like twice as many as we normally have oh my god Right. And Jeez. holy
2: shit. 50 whole people. Great. Yeah.
1: Wow. God. And people, this was on CNN. And I've talked oh about this before, but I keep repeating uh-huh. it because it just so fucking blows my mind. People are going in to get vaccinated wearing disguises and shit. Yeah. Because yeah. the stigma is so bad. Oh, my they don't God. what want the yeah. backlash from the community and they're telling the doctor, please don't tell anyone I was here. Yep. Yeah.
2: These are probably the same motherfuckers that tried to shoot bleach into their fucking arm because Jesus. Hold on, to.
0: Exactly. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like you know. It's like I said about uh, hydroxychloroquine. Well, the the shot's not approved by the FDA. Well, you know what else isn't approved by the FDA to treat uh, COVID?
2: Hydroxychloroquine. Right. Yeah.
0: And right. you guys are hoarding it.
2: I've still got. I got a friend that swears that that shit works. Hmm swears
1: you know yeah oklahoma bought a shit ton of it and then they, they've they been trying to unload oh, it yeah. because they can't do anything with it yeah hmm. they spent like millions on, on that oh my god they won't get the vaccine but by god
2: they'll blow the state budget on that's like spending millions on a bunch of weed and it turns out to be oregano you know <laughs> <laughs> god damn it spaghetti again oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, i actually i actually take um hydroxychloroquine but i take it for uh rheumatoid arthritis
2: there you go which is like... it's,
0: it's approved for yeah i was prescribed it uh like about a, a couple of weeks ago because the other medication i'm taking is not working and uh they prescribed it to me and i was like huh um but they were like but but it was just so funny cuz the doctor was just got real wide eyed and was like hold on hold on hold on <laughs> Before you, i know what you you're thinking like, <laughs> i know what you're thinking but this actually is approved for treating ra and uh i'm taking it in in conjunction with a couple other things but it's funny i had to make a post even on facebook i was like "Oh, time to take my trump pill
2: And, uh, speaking of doctors, uh, uh, if you really want to give your doctor a start, tell them that you've stopped taking all your medications and you're actually better. That's what happened to me. I I quit taking all my, all my meds for CP pain and all that. Uh I actually got better. I'm in better. I'm in better shape right now than I was when I was 18 when I graduated high school.
0: Huh? Huh? Well, that's, I mean, CP is one of those that that can work for, though, right?
2: Yeah, it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. Kind of like with the pain, like my legs hurt a lot. It's with the pain, uh-huh. it's just what you can tolerate. And over the years, my pain tolerance is, like, way up there.
1: So, yeah, I can imagine.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and certain pain medications, too, when uh, when you take them, actually lower your threshold
2: for pain. That's what I noticed when I quit taking painkillers. I was in less pain.
0: <clears> hmm <throat> Because you'll notice, I mean, if he, you know, if you if you're on painkillers and then you're off painkillers for a day or something, or you leave them at home or whatever, yeah, you'll notice everything fucking hurts. Your toenails hurt, you know. Your hair hurts. Whatever.
2: <laughs> it's like my you know. Balls hurt. Yeah. Everything hurts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Because just yeah.
2: Getting stuff like that out of my life was probably one of the best things I ever did. Now I smoke a joint.
1: man yo man it's a good thing it's been legalized here.
2: Yeah.
1: We need to start putting it out there that, like, the vaccine cures, like, erectile dysfunction.
2: Yeah. Hey, guess what? This vaccine, we figured it out. It cures cancer on (laughs) me.
1: A funny thing is I have posted a couple of
0: times that there are studies out there, and you can Google it, that uh, COVID itself causes erectile dysfunction. In some cases, it has (laughs) has created permanent ED in people to where they can (laughs) never get a hard-on again. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's happened it's because it's a vascular you know because it affects the va- vascular system oh you know, yeah, yeah there have been cases where guys completely lose the ability to get hard because they've had covid and that still has not stop people wow i i would think you know i'm sure maybe dying won't do it but you know god damn you would think for a man anyway right
2: <laughs> that yeah. would be oh no. I think that would be a motivator if they just put it out there and said, Hey, your dick will not get hard if you do <laughs> not get this vaccine. You will never right. get laid again. Every right. dick in the United States and the world would be lining up around the block to get that shit. Right. But how many wives would be like, Baby, I don't know if this oh, is a good no, idea. <laughs> Maybe you can take a lower dose. Can you take a lower dose? Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, you know, only works sometimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that just shows you how deep the denial goes, man. Yeah. You know? But anyway, yeah, you could have never convinced me five years ago that like a disease that would kill your dick uh, that somebody would just say, yeah, yeah. no, thanks.
2: No, <laughs> thanks. I'll pay. trust it.
0: Like, oh, shit. Give me two of them. <laughs> I'll
2: just let it flop like a sock. But hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bless America. I'm it's great.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm still trying to think of wild things that I did. I've had happened during booking. I've had I've had more wild things happen happen during like interviews
0: okay yeah let's, let's talk about those. What were some of the most memorable ones you've had?:
2: I interviewed Matt Schultz from uh, Cage of the Elephant. Oh yeah mm-hmm. I'm real It's like when their first record was getting ready to come out. Mm-hmm. I interviewed him, and I have a way somehow of, when I interview people, I make them extremely comfortable mm-hmm. just talking to them. And dude started reeling out all these groupie stories. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> out. Like, telling me all this shit. And he told me this shit for like 20 minutes. And he goes, oh, fuck, you're a journalist. I forgot. Ah, I said, don't worry about it, dude. Let's just talk about the record. That, no message <laughs> going out. That's all for my ears. Wild times. Thank you for telling me about them. They're not getting printed. Right. <laughs> One other deal. <laughs> I was slated to interview Mike Ness, a social being.
0: Oh, no, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. And it was I've,
0: fun- heard, I've heard you uh, uh you never went into specifics on this, but I've already complained oh, okay. about Mike Ness the yeah. before.
2: So, supposed to he's supposed to get a hold of me, right? It's a phone mm-hmm. here. I'm in Missouri and everybody cool is everywhere else. So mm-hmm. um I'm waiting for the phone call. I get the phone call. I said Oh hey, thank you, Mr. Ness. I'm, you know, thank you for your time and all that stuff. The first thing he says to me is, I don't want to talk about music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a He didn't say hi or That's nothing. So familiar. The first thing yeah. he says was, I don't want to talk about music. And well, I'd, all right. add, well. I'd, had, I'd had one of those days my kids would drive me nuts. One of those deals. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's Mike Ness's social D. And it, I didn't even think about it. I said, Well, why in the fuck are we even talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, dude. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> and i hang up and I hear, Wait, wait, wait. And I get back on the phone. And he's like, Oh, man. What? And we started talking about old cars. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> I started talking, because I like old hot rods. So we were talking about old cars yeah. and shit. And then after a while, we started talking about music and stuff. I think he was trying, you know, because he's Mike Ness. I think he was doing the I'm hard punk rock thing. Yeah.
0: Edgy. yeah. edgy.
2: And with me going, fuck you, I don't have time for your shit.
0: <laughs> you out-edged
1: him. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we got back on the phone. He was a cool dude. We had a great time. We talked for about another 30 minutes.
1: All right on. We've had pretty good luck with the people we've had. on. We haven't had any big prima donnas that I can think of.
2: No. The coolest interview, the the nice, the two nicest interviews I think I've ever done are three. One was Greg Norton that played bass for Husker Du.
1: Yeah.
2: One of my favorite punk bands of all time. I yes. love that band. And then plus I have a handlebar mustache. So Greg is my facial hair model of life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the greatest mustache in all of punk rock ever. You know, so I interview him. Great dude, S- super nice. I went to he's playing in the band Porcupine now. I mm-hmm. went to the show yep. at the record bar, saw them in Flipper, which was th- with David yeah. Yow, which was yeah, great. yeah.
0: that'd be it's fun. fun. i always wanted to see Yow. Yeah. No,
2: I saw I saw David Yow at Palooza in '95 with Jesus Lizard, and he got naked and got arrested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got naked on stage, did the last three songs. The cops walk up, and he goes, "Well, fuck, I guess I'm going to jail tonight too." yeah
1: Uh, I'd love to have him on Conan's
2: Greg was really nice Evan Dando of the Lemonheads called me from Paris Mm -hmm. once oh nice he was super nice I mean he was nice nice it was real nice oh Oh, Justin Towns Earl oh yeah you posted about that He he was one of the nicest coolest interviews I've ever done in my life yeah and it's sad that he's gone because I'm such, a, fan a,
0: such of- a loss. Yeah, such a I'm a shame. fan of
2: his music. I'm a, I've been a fan of his dad's for years. Mm mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. er, A long time.
0: Yeah that, was, yeah, that was a hard one to take. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
2: That interview with Justin was supposed to be 15 minutes and it wound up being an hour.
1: Nice. Wow.
2: His publicist broke in a couple of different times and finally Justin said, I will get a hold of you when I'm done talking to this dude. I'm having a good time
1: yeah
2: <laughs> we were we were talking about manners shit he was on his way to pay a speeding ticket i'm like no, what are yeah. you doing right now dude paying a speeding ticket i said shouldn't they put that in your fucking <laughs> track and he said fast as i drive they probably should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i would have loved to have talked to him that would have been a fun one man
2: yeah he was a good yeah. dude just that one interaction i had that you know hour or whatever it was i talked to him he was a very nice guy
0: it was on the dreams list, I think, when we first started out and then, and then it uh yeah you know, came up with the past. I
2: interviewed him like right before or right as his first record was coming out. So he was a young cat. He was appreciative of everything. Good dude. Yeah. Get uh you should talk to Will Whitmore.
1: I don't know if you know him or not.
2: I need to. I've got a list of people I'd like to talk to.
1: Yeah. yeah bloodshot man that's another label that i really appreciate i don't know if they're gonna make it but they're
2: bloodshot i interviewed the owner of bloodshot like almost 20 years ago like when the label first started
0: yeah good bands on there yeah i'm saying no shit you know i can't i hate to speak for him but i bet you know if he's looking for a place to play in St. joe i'm sure he'd play there yeah comes here once in a while i think uh winds will coming through here is october i think something october Uh, yeah yeah, you know, late October. He's coming back through. He's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, yeah, great guy, smart guy.
2: Send me a list of people I should hit up or listen to or whatever. I'm needing some new uh, stimulation.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll get you. Um, John Murray is a trip. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, out of Ireland, uh, but he's from Tupelo. <laughs> I think he's moving to London now is he moved to London UK? Yeah, Johnny just told me about that. He's like, I just found out.
0: I tell you one thing about him, too, that's that's uh, in this is not to make fun of him in any any capacity, but if you want to hear something weird, it's somebody who has a Tupelo, Mississippi accent for half their life and then has an Irish accent.
2: Yeah, so oh, <laughs> they got shit layered on top of it,
0: right? Yeah, it's 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 wild, it's wild to hear. But he's uh, but
1: he's a really cool guy, yeah,
0: yeah. Out there, uh, a lot of a lot of people
1: we talk to are, but yeah, we uh, we got but... a lot of Irish connections too. Yeah, we do.
2: I've I've spent a better part of my life hanging out with musicians and artists. I can handle weirdos. It's fine.
1: Yeah, sure, sure.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's sort of our jam too. Who's your favorite weirdo? Here's who's the one that you just hang out with.
2: Justin, if he was alive,
1: right? Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm running through all the lists in my head. It's long.
1: Yeah, I, I I couldn't come up with just one.
2: I think Evan Dando of the Lemonheads would be fun.
1: Yeah. I reached out to him a long time ago, but I don't know if it was, like, the best place to reach out to. I'd love to have him on. He just seems like he'd be a trip.
2: <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's great. He's He was a great interview. Super nice. Made sure I got into the show that night or that next night. Everything. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would hang out with him. Um, You know when a list is so long, you forget it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to go back to, like, to like look at our list of episodes yeah. every now and then just to see, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Ike Riley, Ike Riley would be a cool one to hang out with, too. He was a good interview, too. Right on. Ike Riley. Yeah. He would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's sparking all over the place for me. But first of all, I think probably one of the first ones that comes to mind for me is probably Betty X just cause she's a fucking laugh riot.
1: She's um, fun.
0: She's yeah. She just seems like a lot of fun to hang out with and funny. Um, and just doesn't give a fuck, right. you know, at all. It has no, no filter. Yeah. Um, no filter, but not dumb. No filter, you know, she's right. a smart right. gal and, uh, hilarious the toadies soul shifter
1: crew yeah oh, awesome yeah any of those cats those yeah you
2: yeah, almost God forget I them because we
1: talk to them so much
2: right, right. I, interviewed the, I interviewed the lead singer of the toadies um he was a good dude oh todd yeah I got the he's the one we haven't talked to because <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. cool
0: he might be. We started off connecting with Lisa, though the base, uh, the bassist.
2: The one is no longer there. That might be an issue,
0: right. right? So you know, sort of the source of contention there of the breakup. So it's like it was. Uh, right. So it's kind of hard. To...
1: But he did. He did. Kind of. They did a benefit. They raised some money for yeah. her. So yeah, maybe, maybe that ice is starting to melt. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I hope so. Anyway, I think she, she would it, really like for the ice to
0: melt. I think so.
2: Uh, yeah, I think
0: they all would. I mean, who likes that sort of contention? Nobody no, does. fucked up. No, yeah. let it
2: let it ride. Let it be raw for a bit, and just forget it. Mm-hmm. One of the, uh, as a music journalist, the cool one of the coolest things and the nicest people I person I've ever met was the late great Grant Hart, that played drums again for Husker Du. I met all three members of Husker Du before. I've got Thanks. all three members now. Um, I met Grant. He's since passed away. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine, Gorman Beckard, did a documentary called Every Everything about Grant Hart. And they were doing, it was at a film festival in Lawrence. They have a film festival every year. The Free State Film Festival or something. I think that's what's called. Mm-hmm. And they showed it there. It like the world premiere there. And Gorman hits me up and he says, hey, would you want to go to dinner with Grant? Hmm. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, uh, sure." So I go to dinner, and go to dinner with Grant. I sit down across from him, and he turns, he turns around, and he's like, oh. he starts talking to me and everything. Uh, this dinner was supposed to be an interview, wasn't an interview. It was just me and him bullshitting and talking about Studebakers and old cars again, and. We just spent like three hours having dinner. Well, I walk out of this place and I'm getting ready to go to this movie or whatever. And I figure Grant's going to go get in a car or whatever and all that. He's got a beer in his hand. I got a beer in my hand. We're getting ready to walk down Mass Street in Lawrence. I'm like, oh, well, I'll meet you there. And he's like, no, no, dude, I'm going to walk with you. So he kept walking with me, talking to me over all this good times and shit. And he goes, okay, so when are we going to do this interview? <laughs> said, he said when you want to do the interview man I'm down for it now I, he wasn't hip to it at first he didn't want to do it he didn't want to do an interview but after hanging out with me and talking he was cool with it and I just looked at him and I said you know Grant uh, I had a great time and it seemed like you did too that's good enough for me right he, on What? It. he goes said, yeah we don't need to do an interview man I had a good time didn't you and he goes huh? yeah and after that, after I said no interview he even got more relaxed he just yeah, you could see him just kind of, Whoa. you know, like mm-hmm. oh good, I don't have to be Grant Hart of Husker Du now, right? And right, Grant from St. from St. Paul.
1: Well, that's kind of
2: yeah that that's, that's kind of been our angle with yeah. artists. That's what I yeah. do. Talk to people, man.
1: Yeah,
0: just uh, conversations. I mean, and, and I think that's what people want to hear are just conversations. Yep. they want
2: know. To- be norm- sound like normal people
0: right i mean anybody can hear a q a interview uh or read it over and over again with the same goddamn answers tell me about you the know, new people and you know, stuff like right. that all right yeah
1: yeah now we want to make room for that
0: yeah i mean you know there's got to be a get to know you sort of thing especially yeah. if you've got listeners who you know don't Know who somebody is or something like that. Right. They can have some context, but other than that, you know, they just, they, they want to hear about people's lives. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting dinners I ever had with somebody was, uh, Jack Herr, the, uh, you, you know, famous, uh, uh, um, cannabis legalization advocate and writer yeah. and the hair strain, all that stuff. And uh, he came to Columbia once, uh, for a normal conference and I went to that. D- went to dinner with him, but it's funny thing. Everyone's, you know, a lot of people around there were just really sycophantically like, Oh, hi, Jack, uh, you know, and I honestly at the time didn't know who he was that much, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'd read like excerpts maybe of, of uh, his book, Emperor, you know, but, uh, you know, everybody's talking about cannabis. Everybody's talking about cannabis. Well, I mentioned something about like, uh, Amanita muscaria and, and mushrooms and all of a sudden his ears perked up. And apparently it was like the latest like thing that he was diving into in his research. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the dude, and he was getting, he was getting very old. He, he had passed away just a year or two after a man, his ears perked up. I think 10 years knocked off his life. And he was
2: like, Oh, yeah. oh really? <laughs> you know? That's what he wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then like all the, uh, like the normal group and stuff for were kind of glaring at me and mad because we were having this conversation. It was like, because I wasn't, like, sponsoring and being there or anything, you know, it was just a, yeah. I was barely invited. Well, you were cutting into their <laughs> yeah. ass kissing time, dude. Right.
2: You were cutting into yeah. their ass kissing time. Their mm-hmm. lips
0: weren't tapped enough. Right, and I, you know, and like I say, just not you know, I probably would have kissed his ass more if I really knew who he was. Right. You know, and in retrospect, I'm like, shit, I could have asked him so many questions, you know, now that I know. Right. But he's dead now, but it's like, you know
2: everybody does that though yeah if you're interviewing somebody or having a conversation you always think of shit that you could ask him later always oh always you think oh, of yeah. something real good yeah, yeah absolutely you know this is actually a
1: weird sign of a good conversation but i'll have stuff that i'll plan out before we talk to someone mm-hmm. be like okay i'd like to hit on this at least and then we get through the whole thing and we didn't hit on it at all. And part of it's right. like, shit. And then right. the, a part of me is like, ah, you know what? It had to go pretty well for me to even forget. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I've had those interviews too, where you'll have like, you know, 10 questions, potential questions, and maybe ask two of them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the conversation sometimes you just got to let them go with their conversation. And that's where all the good shit comes from absolutely let it go where it's going to go they tell you things man yeah they'll just tell you they'll you could tell even if it's on the phone you can tell when people loosen up
0: yeah absolutely yeah i think some of the hardest things are, are like uh just talking to some of those old schoolers and in, in music and stuff and they're just so used to the interviewee you know type situations that they they even steer it that way, and it's hard to break away from that, you know, when they've been doing this for so many years, but I can't blame them. I'm just lucky to have them,
1: you know, in some ways. Yeah, Martin Atkins hit me as being one of those.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve
1: Albini in some ways.
2: Yeah. Steve Albini tries to be a dick to be a dick, I think, half the time.
0: Yeah, he's he's a pretty cool guy, but I'm just I think he's just seen and heard it all, you yeah. know? especially by that point i was just i felt privileged enough to talk to him at least i had his ears perk up a little bit talking about like ed paschke and, and some of his artwork yeah um when we started talking about art but again you know it's like diverging away from music and talking about something
2: else sometimes you kind of um, have to with people yeah yeah and, to talk about other things yeah yeah that five minutes is gold to me
1: so, Husker Du seems like that's kind of your chasing after. John and I mm-hmm. both have ours, too. I, I go after members of a Irish band called The Frames. Yeah, Frames, yeah. Uh, yeah. John's big into Pig Face. Pig Face. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so we've been collecting members of both those mm-hmm. groups.
2: Mm-hmm. The only member of Husker du I have not interviewed or at least talked to at length is Bob Mould, and I really want to interview mm-hmm. Bob Mold. Yeah. I did meet him in a hotel lobby after the night after his show in Lawrence. He was doing the copper blue twentieth anniversary tour or whatever it was. And they were playing the bottleneck he was his band was playing the bottleneck and he, it was an amazing show. And I was eating breakfast and I look over there and there's fucking Bob Mold. Mm. Eating breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, hey, and he had he had given me an autograph tonight before, so he kind of listened to me. He goes, weren't you at the show? Huh? I was like, yeah, man. And I talked to him for a minute, got his autograph, and he went back to eating his fruit.
0: Right on. At oh, you met him.
2: Yeah. Totally an accident.
0: I'm also like a, a huge uh, Mr. Bungle fan. Yeah. Mike um, yeah. Yeah. Patton has yeah. been a little inaccessible to me, I think. I, I don't know. It, hell, at this point, I mean, well we talked to billy gould um yeah. you know uh from faith and war uh pfft. he's i don't know it, billy said yeah he'd probably do the show yeah he'd probably get, i'm just i'm super intimidated by that he, he's one of those you know you you're afraid to meet your heroes type yeah. guys that it's yeah. like oh shit you know because if i if i meet him and it's like it could be i, I mean i've heard i've heard it go both ways when people are like oh man's nicest guy is super yeah. you know and i've heard other people say he's
1: a cocksucker <laughs> you know, I'm I, like my feeling is it's probably how you hit him
0: sure yeah, that, I, <laughs> and i'm sure it's situational you know i'm just how he feels that dear what's you going pop, on
2: come off to him how he feels you're coming off to him probably right. sure. yeah. one of my
1: favorite stories and john you're the one that turned me on to it was the buzzo story yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> tonight they pay Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they, yeah melvin's <laughs> were opening or was it was it just Buzzo that was opening? I can't remember. You
0: no, know, Melvin's were opening for, for uh, Bungle.
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they they just got, like, booed. People were just, like, wanting them to bring on Bungle. And, uh...
2: Man, come that... on, Melvin's, man. I'm gonna play their set. <laughs> They're legends.
0: Yeah. On, but see, uh, everybody was there, was, like, the... And the way Buzzo put it was that, like, it was everybody was there was a, a huge, uh... uh Patton fan, not even necessarily a Bungle fan. They were a Faith No More fan of Mike's, and it's like oh. all these girls who just wanted to see Mike. So they boot him off the stage, and, and Mike was just
1: pissed. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and finish him out. Yeah, and that was just a tonight, pay pay. And just, <laughs> it was yeah. just nothing but noise for the entire set. Oh. Yeah. It, what, it,
0: how did uh, Buzzard describe it as... Um, it was like the next 60 minutes was nothing but the sound of BMX uh, or uh, motocross uh, motorcycles and chainsaws uh, <laughs> into the microphone for 60 minutes while they just sat on the stage. <laughs> like,
2: that's, you know. that's what it was like when I saw Sonic Youth man for like the first 20, I've seen them twice. Mm-hmm. The the first time was an in 95. They're great. Mm-hmm. And the second time Liberty Hall and Lawrence. And for the first, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, it was nothing but feedback and noise. Mm-hmm. Just playing guitars with f- fucking drills and all kinds of crazy. <laughs> right. And running. Uh, what they did was they run out all the casual fans and the people like us that really dug them stuck, stuck around, around. And then, they, nah, then yeah. they blew it out for like two hours and did a great show. Nah, but everybody oh, cool. that couldn't handle the noise split. You know,
1: that's pretty that's, awesome.
2: The, the yeah. assholes that leave, as soon as the band leaves at the end of the show, those motherfuckers are run for the parking lot to their car. <laughs> There's an right. encore, dude. There always is. Always is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. That's mm-hmm.
1: pretty awesome.
2: Most intense band you've seen. Oh. The most intense band I've seen.
1: hmm. Yeah.
2: Bad Religion was pretty heavy, man. Well oh, yeah. Dude, you want to talk about a pit, bro? Mm. I mean, as soon as Greg Graffin walk out and Dude walks out in jeans and a polo like he's teaching science class, you know. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, he looked like he's like somebody's stepdad coming out to do a show and then just destroyed. I've seen Bad Religion like 4 times and they're great every single time. Mm-hmm. That's now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to go with uh Gogol Bordello. Oh, I saw them yeah. open for Primus once. They were holy yeah. shit, Man, they're wild. It didn't stop that
1: energy. I'm like, dude, you, I don't know what all you're on, but Jesus.
2: They played longer than Primus, and the Primus was the open, was the closer.
1: Yeah. That's, that's crazy. A they
0: played for like they like, just hours and just didn't stop.
2: Eugene would not leave the stage, man. <laughs> yeah. It just wouldn't. Yeah. i that, that was straight coke energy. It had to have been. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah.
1: uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, it was a Halloween show. I remember that. And my my wife was just after an hour and a half was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. Okay, I would stick around if it were just me, but it's going to be another hour and a half of the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: going to be European Full punk for three right. hours.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd probably have to say Guar. Guar. Yeah. The big thing about that, though, is I just could not believe how much shit they sprayed all over that little club. How much fluid. Yeah. yeah. You know, they just dyed water, of course, but it was just like, where is all this going?
2: It is everywhere. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. I came home just covered in, like, blue, stained, dyed water, but I was just... Just like I remember that the like at the end of the night when like the lights came up and then dudes out there with the push brooms
1: like oh. <laughs> hey,
2: the
0: <fuck>? <laughs> shoveling these puddles and puddles of
2: water everywhere.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to do the after crew. No, no. no.
2: Cool. One of the coolest concerts I ever went to was probably Lawlpoos in '96. Now, which which
0: tour was that? I I went to I went to one Paloosa, and I can't remember which one it was, but. Okay.
2: 96, I went 94, 95, and 96. Okay. 96, the, the three big ones on that was Metallica, the Ramones, and Soundgarden.
1: Nice.
0: Okay, must have been the year before I went.
2: I, uh, 95 was like Sonic Youth, Beck, Sinead O'Connor. You
0: no, know, maybe it was 94. And went, I I saw like a, a Soundgarden, uh, Ministry, Chili Peppers, I think, played then.
2: That was 92.
0: 92. Oh, shit.
1: Do they go that far back?
2: They started, it started in 1991 as a James Addiction farewell tour. That's right.
0: Yeah. That's right. And then I was the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I didn't yeah. go to 94. I bought tickets in 94 because Nirvana was supposed to headline. hmm And then Kurt killed himself. Yeah. And then, like fuck it, I might as well go. So I saw the original lineup of Smashing Pumpkins. I saw the Beastie Boys, yeah. Tribe Called Quest, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, The Breeders, yes. L. Seven, mm. and that was my really my first big concert.
0: Mm. Yeah, I saw uh, Tribe and Beastie Boys in Kansas City. It was the last year uh, Tribe broke up. I don't know how many times, but it, it was the last time well tribe even announced it was like this is our last time playing kansas city y'all and it was like their last show there i know that <laughs> before the first breakup
2: uh intergalactic it was the uh hello nasty yeah that tour mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fucking amazing though the beastie boys were amazing and when i saw them in 94 almost the entire show they played their own instruments yeah that's crazy how they evolved that yeah. way well they mm-hmm. started out as a skate punk band Right, mhm, you know, then they went to rap, I mean, shit, their first big tour was opening for Madonna in like eighty five
0: yeah i I had friends who went to that show uh really? when I was in school, yeah, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I did not go, but they went to that show not to see Madonna, but to see the Beastie Boys, yeah, right, they had like the giant inflatable penis that went up on stage,, mm-hmm. and stuff, and yeah, pissed off a lot
2: of parents, yeah <laughs> what. Yeah, license. That was licensed deal. Yeah. Yeah. Licensed deal would have been 85. Let's see. I'm thinking, I'm, man, I'm old. I'm thinking back. Oh, we're old too. We're all old. Oh, (laughs) this is, uh, these are the the things I remember in life. I could tell you what the first two records I bought vinyl, I bought with my own money were. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. What were they? The first one I bought was the Purple Rain soundtrack. Mm. Right on. And the second one I bought was Van Halen 1984. Nah,
1: um, nice. That's a good one.
2: Yeah. Except for Jump. That song sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the 45 I had. <laughs> it was Jump.
2: <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I do firmly believe, and it's from Van Halen 1984, that the drums at the beginning of Hotford Teacher is Alex Van Halen's Eruption. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think... I. Alex does not get enough credit. He's overshadowed because of his brother, but holy shit, he's a good drummer. Yeah, with Eddie yeah, and David
2: yeah. Lee Roth. I mean, come on, yeah, amazing shit. But yeah, I believe that that is Alex's eruption because those drums at the beginning of Hot for Teacher are fucking sick. It
1: sucks you in. Yeah. sounds like like a like
0: a, har- like a
1: Harley loping,
0: you know. Yeah, sounds like a motorcycle. That whole. You know, building, amazing building.
2: shit. it just builds and builds and builds.
0: Mm-hmm. Good stuff.
2: I've seen Metallica. I saw Metallica '96 once. I've only seen them once, but I did have the privilege when they when they played when they opened. The first two songs they played were the Four Horsemen and Whiplash.
1: Nice. Wow. That
2: that's when Lode, load properly named album, by the way. <laughs> <Lode>. <laughs> okay man they played maybe one song the rest of it was like old school thrash man the whole time do
1: you know what the cover
2: uh, on load is it is blood and semen mixed. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did it. it's between glass yeah <gasps> it's a slide artist blood and semen mixed hmm. gross <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's a load
0: yeah, that funny
2: what makes Metallica think, you know what? We did the really dumb album cover where it's all black and it kind of has a snake on it, but you can't really see it. Yeah. Uh,
0: that was the tour okay. I saw. Yeah.
2: But okay, let's uh, have a dude take some of his blood out, <laughs> shoot a load all over a slide. We'll rub it together and then we'll use that for the album cover. That was probably Lars' idea. Genius. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he can't play drums. He might as well think of stupid ideas for album covers. I guess he uh, play drums, but yeah,
0: he can. I he can. I just, I you know, personality wise, I don't know that I care for the guy. But,
2: That's what it is,
0: you know. I just, I try to separate that as much as I can, you know, because i I just don't, I don't care for the people who just sit there and say, "Well, this guy's an asshole. We shouldn't buy." It's like yeah. there have been plenty of assholes out there who have made rock and roll that I still like, you know. I still like the songs.
2: Ginger Baker.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a fucking prime example right there. Huge dick. Yeah. I mean, and people are going back and forth on the sex pistols and like fucking, you know, Sid Vicious murdered his fucking
2: alleged wife, race.
0: shot heroin, yeah. was a Nazi.
2: <laughs> well, you know, dude, they unplugged his base. He didn't even play. <laughs> right. <Half laughs> they the time, unplugged yeah. And he would just stand up there yeah. like you Playing something, man. People talk about, oh, Sid right. Fish, greatest punk bassist ever. Dude, he yeah. wasn't even turned on.
0: Right. Steve's working that E string like a motherfucker <laughs> trying to keep up. <laughs> Steve Jobs, oh, a very underrated fucking guitar player. Yeah. Extremely underrated. He's very good. Yes. But I mean, yeah. I mean, misogyny and you know, all those things have I been mean, fuck. We, we can't even get into what Jimmy Page did, too.
2: Oh, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Know. And, you know, I'm, Firm believer of sometimes you have to separate art from artist, man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just really do. Do. Right. Because if I thought about all the shit that Robert Plant and Jimmy Page have done over their career, <laughs> right. you oh no. You know, allegedly underage girls, I would oh, never
0: canceled, canceled. I
2: would never listen to Misty Mountain Hop ever again.
0: Sure. They'd be so, absolutely canceled.
1: Yeah, it's over. When yeah, when Me Too turns to rock legends, oh, yeah. it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, it's going to be mm. bad. It's mm. going
2: to be bad. They're going to yeah. take a shot at Keith Richards one of these days, and he's just going to turn into like a mega Godzilla thing and just kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he quit smoking? He finally quit smoking cigarettes. Then he- wow. Uh-huh. He finally yeah. quit smoking cigarettes. I guarantee you the stock in Marlboro dropped about 80 points. <laughs> That's amazing. It's got to be too late.
0: Well, if it's going to do
2: anything. Gonna die.
0: It- there's gotta be some of those like weekly blood transfusions or you know, that he got. I,
2: you know he has. You know he you know he's had his blood transfused and shit. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Countless times. Yeah.
0: Didn't he even admit to that and say yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, fuck it, yeah. Do he also the time.
2: admitted to getting real high on Coke and falling out of a fucking palm tree trying to get a coconut. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw what well, was the meme the other day. It was a picture of Keith Richards. Um, holding a guitar in front of a kid and it was like Keith Richards teaching Willie Nelson how to play. <laughs> I, how saw young Will-
2: <laughs> I saw one the other day and it was a picture of Keith with his son Marlon when Marlon was a baby. Well, it said, a rare photo of Keith Richards holding the baby Betty White. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he is a freak of nature. Yeah.
2: People are going to hate on me, but I don't think Keith Richards is even the best guitarist the Stones have ever had. Yeah, right. Mick Taylor was the best one. Uh, Interesting. Mick Taylor, defend that. Defend it. <laughs> no, Mick Taylor that. played on Sticky Fingers, the greatest Rolling Stones album of all time. Period. There you go. That counts. Yeah, Fingers is their best album. I think there's a lot of Rolling Stones stuff that's garbage
0: yeah well i mean as far as a technical player i, I don't think th- that keith was ever that great but it's it, he's just got
2: a lot of soul he just gets in a group that's the deal he, he gets just, in the
0: group i mean right. he's, you know just as a, as a blues player i mean he's got it
2: kind of like angus young angus Young's the same. yeah he's just a player with his amp turned up
1: no right right yeah there's an art to writing something catchy for people too sure it doesn't have to be technically profound
2: right what i don't understand i love acdc i'm a bond scott era acdc guy yeah me too and uh i don't understand how acdc could literally literally record the same album for 50 years you know they've recorded the same song the same album for 50 years yeah or 40 however long it's been
0: yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the same kind of lyrics and the same kind of progression and and everything else. It's formula rock, yeah. It's formula rock, but it's hooky. It's hooky and it's fucking good.
2: You could put on Who Made Who, and you could put on the new record, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because they sound the same. Right. Yeah.
1: It's like Jack Johnson songs.
2: Yeah. And there's no uh, no frills, Phil, you know, the drummer back there playing the same beat for 40 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, I still, I still, I still bought a fucking SG just for that growl, you oh. know, that he created. um, Or at least that he pulled out of that guitar, you know, and I, and I don't have another guitar that sounds like it, you know, when I compare, and that's wise because I compare it to ACDC songs. No,
2: I've got a buddy that bought uh, SG you know, for tone and everything for that, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Nothing else sounds like it, and I think the only reason that, that comes to mind is because uh, Angus brought it to the front of my mind,
2: you yeah, know? Yeah.
0: Because right. um, I've heard a lot of other players play in SG, and just he's he's the one that can bring that out of it, you know? And it's like, uh, you know, hell, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep doing it.
2: Right. Well, it's just like the Telecaster. You can tell offender Telecaster because it's bright. It's mm-hmm. bright. Right. There's yep. Different guitars have different sounds, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's got that twang
2: to it and shit. And, yep. That G is just metal as fuck, man. It's a Satan's guitar, dude, SG.
1: Yeah. It even looks like Satan's guitar. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That's almost an album title somehow, you know, Jesus Plays the Telly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesus Plays the Telly, Lucifer Slings the SG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morning Star Rocks the SG, man. Yep.
0: It's kind of funny because my telly's got like it's kind of the light blue evangelical looking, and then I got the red SG next to it. it. Looks like good and evil.
2: Did you get the dark cherry red one?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and forth. I looked at a lot of colors, and I was like, uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna it's- go with the Angus color. There's the traditional finish. Might
2: as well just go classic on it or black. Mm-hmm. Black's a good option too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who was it that yeah. has the awesome yellow one? Rich Yargis, isn't it? Yargus, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: It looks good yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm jealous of that asshole. He's on my Facebook all the time and he's always posting these cool ass records he's got all the time. And he tags me.
1: Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah. They're yeah. all down
0: to earth guy and
2: Oh, he wants Rich to come to St. Joe and Blake. I've been talking to him about it. He wants to bring his band Blake. Oh yeah. Yeah, when you get that going, man, put me on the list. Oh yeah. He's, we've talked about it. I, I mean, I talked to him a fair amount. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he seems like a good dude.
0: He is. Absolutely. Super good dude. Yeah. So what else you got upcoming there? Oh, uh, that's You know, I know you're working on the, the story and don't want to get into that, but like, what about shows or You're still going to work promotion and still going to. Oh
2: yeah. I've got, let's see. Arson class was the August 28th. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh is arson class and iron guts kelly at the rendezvous nice which iron guts Kelly's great great that's gonna be an awesome show man it's gonna be a lot of fun i like all those dudes iron guts kelly's played her a couple of times they're good dudes they put on a good show let's see what i got in september i just can't even remember i'm spreading myself between two venues now
0: oh yeah yeah
2: yeah uh, let's see till willis his band solo hawk is coming to uh magoons in october
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a Black Sight one, isn't he? Yeah. I think so,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, he's coming in September 25th. I'm having the Mr. and the Mrs. and the X-Bombers at uh, Magoon's outside. Because there's an inside stage and an outside stage at Magoon's. The outside stage is out on the in the patio area where the real party spot is. Hmm. You know... And that, and Ben from Mr. and Mrs., he, he's concerned about the whole COVID thing. So I said, Hey, let's take it outside. Mm-hmm. So he's down with that. All right. So we're going to get that happening. And then it's starting to, it's actually starting to pick up. Yeah. I've got, you know, fans hitting me up and wanting to do shows. And I was beginning to think after COVID that it wasn't ever going to do anything. I mean, we just be. Yeah, it's scary. It would just turn into bands releasing their shit on the internet or pressing vinyl and never playing shows.
0: Yeah, I was worried about that too. I mean, to a certain degree, but it's like, man, people are just too yeah, people are too starving for that entertainment portion of it. It's 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 part of it's part of rock and roll. It's a huge part of rock and roll. Just the experience, not just the sound. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it keeps going that way. Yeah, for sure. And man, I'll have to I'll have to get up there and
1: see you sometime too, man. I, you know,
2: definitely, so, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no. yeah,
1: that's not too much of a trip for me. I'll make it up there.
2: Yeah. Now you have to come see the record collection. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: My uh, all my friends call my place the museum because I've had a habit of collecting things over the years, like show flyers, records, posters, T shirts. Yeah, you were posting T-shirts there for a while, like one a day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was during quarantine, and I got so tired of hearing people were just, all it was was COVID, 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 people complaining, <sighs> you know. And my girlfriend at the time, I was with somebody else at the time, and I go, you know what? I'm gonna post a picture of me, one every day, in a different band shirt that I own. Wrote it out through quarantine, no problem. I had no end in sight in this t-shirt pile. I mean, I mean I've, been, <laughs> I've been keeping all my concert shirts since like '94. I've got my Law Blues and '94 shirts still. I mean, uh-huh. I've
1: lost more shirts than I have. Oh so yeah, I've had friends take mine too.
2: But uh I, you know, I got to the end of quarantine, and my son goes, "Hey, Dad, well, you got a bunch of shirts left. Why don't you just do it till you're done?" Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> I did that for 130 straight days. Oh, wow.
1: That's crazy. That's That's a lot.
2: And 130 straight days. And since I've stopped doing it, I now have something like 150. I've added like 20 or 30 of them since. (laughs) Wow. Because, like a good person, when I go to a show, I buy merch. Yep. I buy a T-shirt or bands will be, you know, if they'll book a show, I'll try to buy a shirt. Like arson class guys, they gave me one of the original black shirts and then they got a Christmas one. They did a red one
1: Uh
2: with a reindeer on it and a Christmas tree and shit. I tried to pay for both of those. Would not take money. Yeah. was angry that I even tried to pay for it. And like, oh, you, we did! A, we had a great time. You're a great dude. We had a fun. We had fun. Blah blah blah. How dare you try to pay for something? <laughs> like, dude, you got to put gas in your car, homie. Yeah. Like, okay. And there's been so many bands that do that same shit. Yeah, they hooked me up with the uh, the
1: the green uh, boombox T-shirt.
2: I don't have that one. Yeah, it's yeah. cool.
1: It's a cool. cool. Shirt.
2: The red oh. the red Christmas one is dope because it's got really cool fancy. Uh, arson class writing and a little christmas tree and a reindeer flying over it it's a pretty cool one yeah but i don't have the boom box one i'm jealous of that it's
0: cool well don't get into any of the merch for uh we are the asteroid i can tell you that much oh yeah they've got some good stuff too man nathan calhoun just keeps making these cool shirts, just killer shirt after killer shirt it's like jesus you're killing me because i want that one i want that one I want that one i think like Lately, his band and bands that he's in it've been like the majority of the fucking t-shirts I've got. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucking, I'm, you know, even if it's just every show you go to, it's a lot of shows.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've always been, and I've always been a firm believer of one, paying for the merch, and two, oh yeah, dig the band, buy the shirt, and advertise that shit, man. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm also one of those, you know, I've been one of those people over, you know, back in the day. I'm not so bad anymore. But I would get so frustrated when you would see somebody like in a Ramon shirt, right? Right. And you'd ask, "Hey, what's your favorite Ramon song?" And they go, "Like, uh, I want to be sedated." Yeah. Okay, name another one.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) You know what my favorite one is? Probably Cretin Hop or Rockaway Beach or you know, "KKK Took My Baby Away." I can listen all day long. Yep. Beat the brat, you know, all that shit. Yeah.
1: This is one that I, I do wish we'd have gone a little bit deeper on. We had Monty Calvin from the Galactic Cowboys on. Yeah. With uh, which Didi. Dee, yeah. yeah, Okay. We, we just kind of barely talked. To oh, that was your cousin? Yeah, that was my cousin. And then we moved on. <laughs> <So> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, fuck no. I should have followed up more on that one. I
2: probably should have taken a few minutes.
0: Yeah, probably. But, you know, like you say, the conversation just didn't lend itself to it. So... Yep. It is what it is. Still, it's a cool guest, and Monty's a cool guy.
2: With interviews and stuff, you got to be just, you got to let it be. Yep. It just does it. Absolutely. Well, man, uh,
0: shit. Anything else you want to plug or anything else coming up? We don't want to keep you on all night or anything.
2: Yeah. I don't really have anything to plug, per se. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm eventually going to get sued probably by my family. I'm writing a f- book about my family, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Thinking about calling it as the trailer turns. Nice. <laughs> you know, i um, I I always kind of figured I was you know an alien or baby switch, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because I roll I roll home, and for a family of uh, so diehard Democrats over the years, goddamn, there's a lot of Trump people there. <laughs> mm, yeah, MAGA hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Red Hat Society. And, you know, my town. I came from a uh, Minden, Missouri, which is 200 people. Hmm. you know farmer grew up on a farm all that stuff huh. you know I and when I go back to town now it's like that meme they used to go around and said you know when you step out of the car of the town you hear the town whisper oh shit he's back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so I, I like to go home and rock the boat every once in a while <clears throat> kick the tires a little bit and irritate some cousins and leave I
1: haven't been home for a long time and I have really uh since the pandemic I haven't been since before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple of years. And Mm -hmm. I've really stirred shit up online. (laughs) (laughs) Since then.
2: (laughs) I'm a blatant asshole when it comes to some things. Like I got a friend from college. Her mom her mom just passed away from COVID. I mean just like three weeks ago. Yeah. And she went to Michigan. She left and went to Michigan yesterday. And you know why she went? To see Kid Rock in concert.
1: Mm Yeah. Well
2: I said I told her I said I wouldn't go across the fucking street to see that guy. <laughs> I'd walk across the street maybe to piss on him. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I even asked her, hey, was it a Trump rally while you were there too? Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> One funny thing though is I saw him many years ago back when I think it was on the Roadrunner Records um, stint. Like it was a, like his his first record. And he he opened up for like Monster Magnet, yeah. And uh, Head PE was there, and it was it was back in there, big you know big rap rock face. of might have been ninety nine, yeah. Uh, so like that ninety eight ninety nine. And uh, I met him, and perfectly reasonable nice guy, short guy from what I remember. But I just after talking to him, I, I remember giving him a dollar bill to sign. Um, cause I didn't have anything else, you know, for an autograph. He's like, wow, this is the first piece of money I've ever signed in my life. And, but he's a perfectly nice guy. And just like, I can remember like then two years later or three years later when he really blew up and, yeah. uh, you're flying like Confederate flags and shit. And I was like, wow, I would have never guessed that that guy was that guy, you know? Well,
2: that's what gets me that he's flying all that stuff around and that his son is mixed.
0: Right. Hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, came from Detroit, and it, just, it really surprised me. I was like, oh, I guess you never know. It's money. Yeah, it's money. I, th- I think that's what it is. It's just like when uh, John Popper uh, from… Um,
2: Blues Traveler. Yeah.
0: Blues Traveler. I mean, he basically just came out and said, you know, I became a conservative when I got rich. Yeah. Because it, it all of a sudden represented my interests. I was like, you Did cocksucker.
2: It. I couldn't do that. <laughs> he admitted just that. Prime perfect example of somebody being changed by money. Look at fucking Ice Cube. Yeah. Dude makes family movies now and supports Trump. Yeah. Dude was WA and said to fuck the police. And all kinds of other worse shit. Oh much
0: worse shit. Gotta listen to lyrics. Won't be satisfied until I got my face on the thermos. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he said.
2: Taste that dollar, but do you really have to go that way for it? Yeah.
0: No. He didn't have to. I think that's the thing.
2: Greed Just did. Yep. Oh, that's what I want to say, too. Okay. Evan Dando. I asked him one question he said he had never heard in his entire career. It made him laugh, and he thought it was the best question. Hmm. I asked him what his favorite kind of mustard was. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, what is your favorite kind of mustard? And he goes, I have never been asked that question in my life. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the best interview question I've ever heard. <laughs> he goes I gotta think about it and he goes uh, French is yellow probably there you go you know I was like oh, I figured you'd go grape corn or some shit you know he goes, oh, no. French is yellow yeah <laughs> he's pretty down to earth yeah I
1: could see that
2: oh, he was real nice real nice dude <laughs> and great in con- the women heads are great in concert man yeah I saw them twice
1: 90 something
2: <laughs> I saw him, let's see Oh, I've got the big poster hanging on the wall from the, it's a shame about Ray anniversary tour that they did. Yeah, yeah. They played at the Granada and they were selling these big, big like venue posters for like 40 bucks. Oh, nice. Um, there was one hanging on the wall and it had the date written on it and shit. And I just got up on the wall and took that fucker. There you go. Just took it right off the wall. And then I was walking out under my arm and the box office guy goes, Hey, where are you going with that? And I turned around and go, I said, my fucking car. <laughs> back that, of course, I well. right there. He watched me put him right in my car. I smiled at him, shut the door, and walked right back by him.
1: Hope his name was Ray.
2: <laughs> and the guy goes, was, he having a good time tonight? And I said, Now I am. That's gonna hang on my wall.
1: <laughs> right
2: on. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, you know, it's cooler than the ones that had the date written on and everything.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
2: On, on sale now all that shit i was like i'm not paying 30 40 bucks for that poster when i could take that one right there right that they're probably just gonna tear down and throw away at the end of the night exactly
0: yeah and it's got a good story
2: and it has a good story
0: that's what's important <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let's go ahead and wrap it up man but thanks for coming on yeah for sure Oh, glad we could get this shit together uh finally and uh everybody you've been listening to undetermined the podcast. With special guest Danny Doctor Forty
1: Seven Phillips. Thanks again, man. We appreciate it for sure. Thank you, for having me is a blast.